<laughs> what do you say? Might as well. I said Rod's. It... No, not this time. <laughs> I can't wait for the intro because he goes of the Federal Aviation. I was like, what's aviation? And, yo, it is nope. spirit. It's no. A I R. Not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. Yep. Uh, silence. It's an airplane. It's official designation of DC-3. That come through? Yeah. We offer this rather obvious comment because this particular airplane, the one you're looking at, is a freak. I'll restart it. This object, should any of you have lived underground for the better parts of your lives and never had occasion to look toward the sky, is an airplane. It's a condescending. It's official designation of DC-3. We offer this rather obvious comment because this particular airplane, the one you're looking at, is a freak. Now, most airplanes take off aeroplanes per schedule. Spelled that way. On rare occasions, they crash. But all airplanes can be counted on doing one or the other. Now, yesterday morning, this particular airplane ceased to be just a commercial carrier. As of its arrival, it became an enigma. A seven-ton puzzle made out of aluminum, steel, wire, and a few thousand other component parts, none of which add up to the right thing. In just a moment, we're going to show you the tail end of its history. We're going to give you 90% of the jigsaw pieces, and you and Mr. Sheckley here of the Federal Aviation Agency will assume the problem of putting them <laughs> together, along with finding the missing pieces. This we offer as an evening's hobby, a little extracurricular diversion, which is really the national pastime in the Twilight Zone. There's, there's nations in the Twilight Zone, huh? Good to know. <clears throat> I, uh, appar apparently it's the national favorite pastime. I, do we have a national favorite pastime? I guess baseball. 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 You know, the Twilight Zone took home three Olympic golds last Olympics. It was so nice to see them win. So nice. I couldn't believe it. Uh, in creative writing, in Vaseline applications to the face, and in screaming uh, incoherent sentences. And they were uncontested. Yeah. Nobody even knew they were there. So they got all three golds. Uh, or did they? <laughs> Twilight Zone. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> Welcome to LAW, the Twilight Zone Review, episode 73. Today's episode is 302, The Arrival. And this one doesn't start Charlie Sheen with aliens that, whose knees bend backwards and jump on the top buildings. And you tell them. You tell them I know. <laughs> you go back there and tell them, Miguel, or whatever your name was. And I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Wings. How you doing, Frank? What's up? I love that movie, by the way. I like The Arrival. It's interesting. It's one I've been waiting to do for LAW Movie Review since the inception of it. <gasps> I can't Dude. fucking wait. We should do it. Yes. It's, I I'm haven't a... seen it since, like, it came out in 96. It was one of those HBO movies that was on incessantly. So I it can't wait to is. watch it. It still is. Yeah, it was on the other day. Yeah. I know. I watched uh, yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched about five minutes of it before I fell asleep. Uh, not because of the movie. It's just, you know, falling asleep. Uh, heroin's a hell of a drug, but it it was still on, and I've been waiting to watch it. We should definitely do that. I, I'm looking forward to that. Instead, this one, it, dude. You know what's that? I'm all about it. He's all. I'm he's all, all about, about it. it. 
So Frank and I just spent like 40 minutes uh, showing each other our, our football fan gear. <laughs> Getting a little ridiculous <laughs> over here. I feel like we're little kids and we're kind of showing off. At one point, I had my winter jacket, my throwback eagle scarf. My, I have my throwback uh, Jerome Brown jersey on. Number 99. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah, and my IndyCar hat. <laughs> so you were head-to-toe green. I'm head-to-toe purple. Kelly green, by the way. Sorry. The color that should Sorry. be. I'm over here in, in far purple, uh, as I call it. <sighs> <laughs> and, uh, I, he's disappointed. That's all right. All right. Let's, let's you know, root for each other's teams until they meet. If they both get, if they both get <laughs> past going this to. weekend. The, yeah, the Vikings aren't getting past uh, the Saints. I'm sorry. And you think, uh, probably not, but you also think the Eagles are going to get past the, the Falcons? Dude, Matty Ice is like one in three at the link. You kidding? He ain't winning. Okay, okay. He's like... He's a dome quarterback. He can't play in the in five. It's five degrees here, dude. He can't play in cold weather. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I think. But I think both of our teams are going to lose. But that's all right. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. If they both win, we're going to have a we're going to have to have an episode about something where we kind of just throw down, or or come together. And I I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. What's going on? How do we cyber fight? Uh, mm, uh, like some sort words? of Rock'em Sock'em Robots with uh, computers. Oh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I like it. We'll figure something out. Didn't we have a bet on the the podcast podcast? I oh, won, by the way. You did. And I have to read a, a dramatic reenactment of your choosing. We'll get to that, though, in, in that show, which we'll do after these. Uh, you just I reminded me, though. Anyway, let's get back to the Twilight Zone. Uh, the Arrival debuted someday, I don't know, September 22nd, 1961. Who gives a shit? It was actually last Monday it was on. Was it? I watched it last Monday. There you go. Way, During the marathon. A little bit after 1961, but yeah. Just a hey, if like I hadn't seen it until years. then, it was new to me. But it wasn't new to me because right. I love this one because it's got playing in it. Yeah, I was going to say... Frank's Frank's fucking rock hard over there waiting to discuss this episode. Calm down. It it, it is a DC nine. All right. They, you know, it's not all. Take that what you can get. Great. Come on. Hey, I'm not picky when it comes to aviation. All right. But the DC nine was sorry. about a piece of shit. I'm sorry. What? What's aviation mean? It was a good movie. Moving on. Uh, do, I'm sorry. I think Frank means just. Let's apologize. I think he means aviation. Let's just... Oh, Frank, sorry. Frank, sorry. Yeah. Let's move on, though. The water company. Yeah. This <laughs> this is uh, Trans East Airlines, our favorite airlines. The airline of... Oh, it's, I'm going to say it's the airlines of LIW Studios, but it's not. That's Southwest Airlines, which we'll find out later. Uh, Big Trans, check. Yeah. I noticed. Oh, such a good check. Such a good check. I got 95% of it. I, I really didn't think it would clear. I can't believe it did. Yeah, I can't believe it. Like Frank got like dude, some of that. Mitchell and Ness, this bitch ain't cheap, dude. <laughs> He's gotta get more jerseys. More Kelly yeah, Green. Like, Excuse me. So the fucking plane lands, uh, there's nobody on board. Uh the one guy starts to freak the fuck out who's like who I forget what his job title is, but he's like and then come on, open up, open up. And he he's got the pulls on the ramp, the stairs. 
And he goes up, and he's like, "There's nobody there." Did he there. a can opener? Yeah, to What's bust that? himself out of a can. <laughs> What's doesn't that? he need the can opener? Yeah. <laughs> my, my corn, my cream corn, usually pops right out at me because it just has a can <laughs> opener inside. I have to whisper to the corn. Come on, guys, what's wrong in there? Come on, it'd take it forever. And they're like, pop out like a... You honestly are a fan of cream corn, by the way? Uh, it's a Michigan food. I love it. You it, kidding it's me? Good. It's good. I love cream corn. I haven't had it in a long time, but oh my God, it's so good. and so bad. Me neither. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's been a while. It's tough. Every time I, I, they... I walk down that aisle, I look at it and I go, eh, next time. <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> things. So I'm like, eh, I can't do it. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the look of it is, you just got to know how it tastes before you see it. Yes. It looks like you vomited up corn you already ate. That's what it looks like. But it tastes like, uh, I don't know, sugared corn. I can't really describe it. It tastes like heaven with corn in it. (laughs) Yeah. So, he calls the... By the way, um, I I do have... um, Hold on one second. Um... I do have some. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, here we go. Somebody had let this plane take off without so much as an envelope in there. Yeah, well, I'd be happy to, except for one thing. What? There aren't any passengers. Come here. <laughs> Is that loud? No, no, just the way he says it. There aren't any passengers. Like, blurs it all together. I would have, if I were this guy and there's nobody there, and it was just me and my buddy, would be like, or keeping this plane, right? And just keeping this hush-hush. Because if there's nobody there, it's your fucking plane at that point, really. I totally go dirty cop with this and just keep the fucking plane. Why not? I had a giant problem with how the plane landed, stopped, and cut its engines off. You had a problem or you would in the story? When I was watching, it was jarring a bit when there was no one on the plane. Yeah, I would have. Uh, I wouldn't have kept the plane. I would have kept it and sold it, and been like, "You have fun with this ghost plane. It makes you tell the truth. I don't want this plane." If I know anything about uh, things that travel and haunted in this Twilight Zone, they, it makes you tell the truth. So maybe that's why he had to tell his boss about it. I'm, I'm talking about the whole truth episode. Oh, okay. I was. I was. I'm thinking myself like. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I mean, they did tell the truth in Odyssey of Flight Thirty Three, but I didn't think that was a real sticking point to that story. <laughs> no. So this plane is haunted, is what I'm saying, because that's what happens to inanimate objects. They get haunted, according to that fucking comedic episode. I hate that uh, fucking episode, I'm, Frank. Uh, you know what? I was laughing so much I forgot about it. I hate that fucking episode, Frank. I hate it. Why am I thinking about it? Why am I thinking about it right now? I feel like I'm fucking uh, a hot chick right now, and I can't stop thinking about some fat girl I saw naked on the internet. Like, this is such a good episode. I'm thinking about that fucking episode. Like, uh, <laughs> get it out of my mind. So the guy... Oh, God. They, they, do you want to discuss this episode? It's about a plane. You go ahead and take lead. I'm going to sit in the back. Okay, so you got the... Uh, basically, you got the PR guy, and then you got the head guy of the airport, right? And they have to call in the FAA, and they and they send in their top investigator, a one Mister Something Sheckley, Grant Sheckley, uh, blows myself all over this fucking airport, Sheckley. Yeah, the guy that shows up that was, and they're all just like, 
you saw this plane leave, right? The guy from Buffalo, because the plane landed, came from Buffalo, landed wherever the fuck they are here. And uh, the guy from Buffalo, did you notice his face was eating itself? It was like caving in. Like he looked like I'd... Willem Dafoe, just like ugh, it was so gross. His face, I couldn't handle it. Uh, how the fuck did the guy from Buffalo, who physically saw the passengers get on the plane in Buffalo, make it down to wherever this airport is? In time for this briefing, like they didn't really say how long it was. They kept the the plane in a hangar and they had armed guards on it. So while Rod did his speech, so it could have been a couple days. There's no rush if there, there's not lives involved. You know what I mean? And, and they, apparently enough people knew about to where there was a whole gaggle of uh, media outside about to tear each other's hearts out. You know to what? Find out what they're doing in that hangar. I just realized something. Uh, yes, I realize what you're saying as well. The guy from Buffalo shouldn't have been there. Isn't there a line of dialogue where the guy goes, someone should have reported this plane empty by now. I'm like, nobody's showing up at their destinations. It's, it's only been four hours. He's like, yeah, but wait, that should have been enough time. So four hours. Uh, yeah. Uh, six hours. Uh, six hours. Whatever it was. Oh, I have it right here. No, oh, yeah. Go ahead and play it. You got it. Okay. So, um, <sighs> My labeling of these is great. As always. Okay, so... We might hear um, uh, Frank's porn tape. We might hear something in the Twilight Zone. Uh, <laughs> we, we might hear some dolphins mating. Well, Frank's now, this is the introduction to our man Sheckley, and you... I mean, this is an introduction... Oh, yeah. Uh, for the angels. Just... <laughs> oh, just some stroke service him. like I've just, ever heard. This guy's amazing. This guy's a god. Public relations, huh? Oh, not that one. Um, yeah, he blows himself there, too. I Yeah, and I labeled him the nose because Sheckley was too long. So I went the nose blows himself. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a nose, animated nose, blew itself. Yeah, no, meat, big nose, that's what it's Hi, ladies and gentlemen, would you knock it off, please? This is Mr. Sheckley from the Federal Aviation Agency. He'd like to continue the questioning. Ready? She's all yours. Ready? Gentlemen, this is not a formal hearing. It's more in the nature of a preliminary meeting. Now, as your operations chief noted, we're here to unearth as many facts as we can. An oath. I'd appreciate hearing from you only facts. And you could save us all a lot of time if you'd avoid personal hypotheses so we can keep the air clear and not clutter it up with six dozen theories. Leave that to me. Theories happen to be my business. In the 20-odd years I've been with the FAA, I've got a pretty good record in putting together jigsaw puzzles. I put my batting average. Maybe some of them haven't been as abnormal as this one, but I'll lay my batting average on the line any hour of the day. All right? Let's get down to business. Now, uh, which one of you is cut? Okay, now, in order to have a batting average, it means you have to fail a little bit? Yes, yes. But if he's never been licked, his batting average is 1,000. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, we don't find out he's never been licked. Oh, don't spoil it. No. Well, I'm not. Because <laughs> he was licked. Now I'm spoiling it. <laughs> but well, I, it's basically why this the why this even exists, because the Twilight Zone had to teach him a lesson. Yeah, yeah. He didn't learn it, but... Uh, so the guy's there to figure out what the fuck's going on with this. Again, he's going to... He has 90% of the puzzle pieces. So you and Mr. Sheckley will put it together. And... He's like, what? Well, where's the uh, who's the what the name of the pilots? And he says the name of the pilots, and uh, 
And then he's like, those sound familiar. Those sound so familiar. And the one guy goes, <laughs> I love this line. He's like, I know that guy. He's a sober fella. And I was like, you know you have a really shitty job or problem with your job when you have to defend someone by saying that they're sober. Like, I, I know that guy. He's sober. <laughs> it's so fucking... He, that's he's sad. sober, dependable. Yeah. <laughs> Drug-free. Straight. I mean, no, I'm, that's, that's not a... And he rarely molests children. Rarely. <laughs> rarely. Come on. I mean, we all get weak now and again. Like, it's just such a weird thing to have to say about somebody. <laughs> just, I mean, he eats his French fries with ketchup. I mean, he's a good guy. <clears throat> Personally, I prefer ketchup and mustard. But I have never heard of such a thing <laughs> of a mixture of ketchup Keep and mustard. Keep your fucking mayonnaise your bullshit out of here, Frank. Ugh. Mayonnaise and ketchup is amazing. Ugh. It's called Thousand Island dressing. I don't trust anybody from your state because or your area because you probably just dump a half gallon of orange goo on it and just uh, eat it with that. You talking about your goddamn that stupid tasty fucking ass cheese whiz? Ooh, hell yeah! Cool. <laughs> it's you, good you stuff. Mean, you mean melted wax that's orange and passed off as cheese? Is that what you're referring to? Nope. Melted government yellow cheese. It's candle wax. I know candle wax when I see it. Hey, all I'm saying is it makes every dude. I could pour that on my shoe, and it would, my shoe would taste delicious. <laughs> Disgusting. Good stuff. Disgusting. By the way, when when you order a cheesesteak in Philly, you always like you go like, yeah, I have a whiz with, and that means it's got the cheese whiz on there with onions, uh, fr- fried onions. There you go. Do you put mayo on that too? Fuck no. I, this is a genuine question. I didn't know. No, you, dude, mayonnaise does not go... Well, um, mayonnaise has to stay in its cold state. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like warm mayonnaise. Even though I know I dip fries in it with ketchup, but it's cold when I dip the fry in there. It's not like the fry makes it all warm and shit. Putting it on cheesesteak makes the mayonnaise warm, and that's just disgusting. This is part of why I hate the city of Philadelphia. Never been there. But I hate cheese whiz. I, I hate uh, Philly cheesesteak. I think it's fucking disgusting. And the 76 That's because help. you've never had a good one. Even if I did, I would fucking hate it. I don't like that type of meat in that style. It's just like a loose meat. I don't know. I don't, not, my, not my style. Not my style of sandwich. See, if I ever get uh, out there, go ahead and, and serve me a proper one. And I'll, I'll give an yes. pr- appropriate reaction. Until then, fucking hate it. Look, I've been all over the place, and when when I see they serve a Philly cheesesteak, me and Missy go bullshit. <laughs> yeah, nope, sorry. Well, it's... and the meat's all wrong. The meat's all wrong everywhere. It's all wrong. It's got to be dripping with cheese. <laughs> That's the difference. And I'm not a cheese whiz on a cheesesteak kind of guy, to be honest with you. I, I like good uh, white white American cheese. That sounds better. It's a lot better. Uh, yeah, let's get back to the toys on here. Right on. <clears throat> so, it can't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> they start arguing over what the fuck happened to the plane, why it's there. And then the one guy's like, there's an explanation. Uh, this, this, this line drove me nuts. I don't know if you had this. He's just like, 
there's a reason. We have to figure out what it is. And he goes, it happened. And he goes, it can't have happened. There must be an explanation. And I'm like, that's exactly what the fucking Mr. Sheckley's saying. We're going to find an explanation to why this fucking happened. And this one guy goes, it's impossible. It didn't happen. Like, you can just know the, just literally, I know, the current situation away by saying it can't have happened. Oh, what are we, fucking third grade? You're just going to say, no, this isn't happening. Therefore, it... but then he goes, there must be an explanation. I'm like, that's exactly what the fuck they're talking about. You fucking child at the grown-up table. What the fuck? Do you have this? Um, if it's this part, um, I mean, I, I, I wanted to, re- I could have recorded the whole entire episode really. Cause all, all the dialogue was really good. I gotta be, I gotta give it, to, well, Rod wrote it, but, whatever. um, <laughs> so maybe I do. Let's see. I have not. That's all I need now is to have a small army of relatives from upstate New York clutching at my lapels, asking me for a definitive statement as to where their loved ones are who took flight 107 out of Buffalo this morning. You mean to say you haven't even had one inquiry yet? Now, that's weird, isn't it? Not a single inquiry. But the ship arrived only six hours ago. Maybe they haven't had time to miss anyone. Well, I'm kidding myself. Of course. Someone would have made an inquiry by now. You said something before. What do you mean, about the parachutes? No, no, no. You said something else. You said... You looked inside the plane and you saw the blue seats. Yeah, I said something like that. They are blue. But when I first looked in the plane, the seats were brown. Wait a minute. They were red. I remember thinking how faded they were, but they were red. What is all this nonsense? Haven't we got enough trouble without you guys worrying about the interior decoration? The PR guy. Are you drunk? (laughs) Thanks, then. Come here. You see a number on that tail? Talking about, of course, I see a number. Read it off to me. N six seven five eight eight. Three zero nine. You dumb fuck. That's how he says it. Just keeps going. You see that same number on the tail? N eight zero four seven five eight. What's the matter? Are we going crazy or something? We're all seeing different numbers. I think I sound like some Scooby Doo. Gentlemen, I, Gentlemen I have a theory. That guy sounds like he's from Scooby Doo, though. We're all seeing different numbers. Like, uh, out of place. He should have had a blue scarf on. <laughs> uh, where are we? So, yeah, the scene you just played, they're all the seeing theory. different numbers. They're all seeing different plain seat colors inside. I-, I love that. I'm glad they did the numbers on the tail because we don't see colors. So, <laughs> kind of hard to show us that. Yeah. So they went a different route after that, and they showed a different plane number. Very cheap shot. Very effective. Hard to argue with it. By the way, the number on the underside of the wing uh, stayed the same the entire time episode. <laughs> they And you could tell it was just like a sticker they kept sticking on the yeah. back of the wing. <laughs> Something I caught on to because I know where the numbers are. Yeah. You know why? why? Frank's in the planes. Frank's yeah. got a raging well, hard plane erection. Oh, they, they have the numbers on the underside of the wings, so when they fly over an airport, they know what number it is. There you go. Yeah, it's one of those things. They don't do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they don't need to anymore. <laughs> no. It's not just a guy out there with binoculars anymore. Yeah, no. Air, air traffic control is a lot more sophisticated nowadays. <laughs> just a tad. 
It's not a guy. We don't going, know what a jet is or anything like that, you freak. But you can land here. What do you I need guess. a can opener? Yeah, I do love the fact that he has no idea who landed at the airport. That was my first thing I noticed. <laughs> it's like nowadays, holy shit, they would have shot you down. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> We're in a flying saucer. Well, what? <laughs> Come on down to land. Well, there's plenty of space to land. I don't know why they're all Jewish at this airport. I keep doing impressions of Jewish people. I think it's because you were doing so, that voice. So were they. Yeah. <laughs> so Checkley, they start reading off the pilot's names in the, in the manifest, and he starts recognizing names. I, I do like this episode because you really don't see the twist coming like some of the other episodes. How could you? No, it, it's... It wasn't even a foreshadow, I mean... Other than him going, those sound familiar. I, I, that makes you assume this plane crashed, and there's a fan... Like, it makes you think deeper in a different direction, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to think, like, these people are dead, and then, then now the ghosts... But instead, it's, like, completely over here. <laughs> completely separated from that, that plane. Has nothing to do with yeah. it. And it's a fucking good twist in this episode. This really is a great episode. Uh... Yeah, everyone And sees... I love how he explains it because it was very believable. Like, he is really committed to this theory. I mean, he's he barely has any dialogue at the beginning, and you realize he's like a very complete character. Rod did a good job creating a complete character from the beginning. He created three. Yeah. Three. Three in this? Yeah. Well, no, three complete characters. The PR guy, you got. Oh. Buxton or Bentley or whatever his name is. <clears throat> and then you got uh, Schmedley or Schmeely, yeah. him. I, I I guess what I mean is, yeah, they're, they're fine. But the main character, Sheckley, most of Rod's script in the Twilight Zone in general are just people in circumstances. And then the whole episode is describing the circumstances that they're in. And that person inside of it, you don't ever really get a great feel of who the person is for the most part. This time, holy shit. Like, you know who the guy is almost immediately. You feel him, his personality. It's He almost has no dialogue as far as who he is other than I solved a couple mysteries and I have a good batting average. Really, that's it. But just the fucking... And he's a narcissist. Yeah, and the way the guy acts and the way he... And it, it makes that whole ending pay off completely in a way that I feel like other episodes couldn't handle that because they didn't have such a good actor or such a good script for this guy. Does that make sense? Yeah, and... It makes perfect sense because it is exactly what the Twilight Zone does. If you're too high on yourself, they'll knock you down a peg. That's yeah. exactly what this one did. Yeah. There. Yeah. This is one of those episodes I, I I keep forgetting exists, but I do love it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like. Well, there's 156 of them. Yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> if you told me like, I come I forgot about the ending. So. And this is one of those ones I remember from very early on from my childhood, but I haven't seen. I don't, it's not one I watch a lot. It's just one that I was like, oh yeah. So I think it's like ghosts, or the plane, like this plane really crashed. And then I was like, oh shit, oh yeah. <laughs> when it came to the the twist, I was like, fuck, got me again. Touche, Twilight Zone. And not for nothing, when when he walks into the propeller, right? Yeah. And everybody just disappears. One at a time. That was. It was pretty good. It was pretty well done. Yeah. They they perfected that by now. Yep. A lot of practice at Shadow Play, King Nine. Yep. Yeah, my uh my first reaction was the guy was in the plane. The guy was running the you know, running everything. And he's like, Yeah. He's like watching him. <laughs> and then fucking Checkley's like, I have a theory, and if it 
if it proves, uh, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out, I'll be dead. In which case, tell my wife, tell my wife that, uh, you know, what happened. He starts walking toward the propeller, and I'm like, you're just going to walk into the fucking propeller. Use your goddamn clipboard first. He's holding the clipboard the whole fucking time. And then I was like, at least he held out his hand, and he started walking toward it with his hand. And I'm like, okay. He gets closer to the propeller. It, the plane disappears, and I'm like, oh, the fucking guy in it is just part of this. I was hoping the guy just fell out and, like, shattered his fucking spine. But he disappears, and all of a sudden, one guy at a time disappears throughout the room. And he's like, huh, 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 huh. like Twilight Zone thing, like, what's going on? That sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it did create a little bit of a inconsistency, though. Because I get that Sheckley would know who the one guy is because he recognized Sheckley, right? Yeah, yeah. So he has a basis for his whole delusion that he just had by himself, right? But everybody else, like the PR guy, he, knows he never names. met him before in his life. <laughs> That was Didn't know his notes. name, but yep. know his name. Exactly. All right. And that, where was his frame of reference for him? Yep. Yep. He didn't have one. It's like he stalked them off camera, you know, when we weren't watching him. Because otherwise, he would not know these fucking characters' names. He wouldn't know. I mean, it's the Twilight Zone. But. Yeah, it, it's nitpicky. Yeah, it is nitpicky, but it's still logical. And. It's hard yeah. to use logic in these sort of circumstances because maybe the Twilight Zone just fed him this guy and in his, in his background and all this stuff. And, but still, Frank's right. It's <laughs> it bothered me too. And I was like, he wouldn't know well, this guy. Do you know how many times Pez has said Frank is a fucking movie or it's a fucking show or this or that? Will you stop thinking so damn logically? I'm like, I can't turn it off. All yeah. right. I was watching Black Mirror today going, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, None of this makes sense. <laughs> you ever catch yourself? Like, I remember watching kids' shows and being like, wait a minute. That song, like, <laughs> that that man in a kangaroo outfit wouldn't be able to. And I was like, what am I doing? Just need to tune this the fuck out. Yes. Like, I, it, it can't I, be turned off. It cannot be turned off. It's the whole reason dude, I do Barney, review shows in the first place. I could never get into Barney. I was always like, I wonder who's in the suit. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, this is creepy. All I can think about when I watch kids shows like that is there's a grown up in there. There's a grown up doing right. this. And I picture the guy going to work every day and be like, <laughs> and then just, well, I'm a grown up. What am I doing with my life? This isn't how I thought my career would work out. I guess I'll go I home hate and kids. What am I doing? Borderline <laughs> hang myself. I guarantee that actor inside the Barney costume was different every season because the guy hung himself. It must have been. Did he? Didn't he? Did he? Didn't I don't know. He? I don't know. Is there one Barney guy? Who knows? Yeah, there is. I, I know I know who it is. Who is it? Well, I don't know his name. I just know what he looks like. Yeah. Purple. It's Frank. Frank's Barney. Oh, shit. Shit, 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 shit. I blew it. Fuck. I mean, who, who is it? Is it me because I'm wearing purple? Is, it doesn't look a thing like you. Is it me? He resembles more the quarterback of the Vikings. Well, who they drafted last year. Uh, he, uh, uh, it was a black gentleman. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was tripping all over that. <laughs> Are you talking about Teddy? <laughs> I'm trying to sound racist here. I really not, I'm not. <laughs> it's just, God damn it. Anyway, um, yeah. So he has... He starts to break the fuck down in that room now when he comes back, you know? Oh, yeah. Where'd you guys go? You, 
you you literally teleported here. How'd you do that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, who, who are you? Oh, you're that one guy. You're uh, you're you're Sheckley. I know you. Yeah, uh, I know you. Yeah. Just uh, he starts to freak the fuck out. I assume you have this clip. But while he's freaking out, he walks over to the to the one guy laying on the the PR guy laying on the couch, who's just like listening to this guy scream like a fucking lunatic, and he's just like, huh. Pulls on the newspaper. And then I love because Sheckley grabs a newspaper and he reads it. And then it's like, I know personally, whenever I read the newspaper, they and they mention a celebrity, they tell you exactly what flight number they're on. They're one out of seven out of Buffalo. They tell you exactly where to find the celebrity. So in case you want to murder him, they just tell you exactly where the fuck they are, what time the flight was arri- arriving at, and just the gate they're coming to. Uh, what, and what this is the most proficient. Home. Yeah, you know, and this is the most proficient ass newspaper I've ever seen. <laughs> boy, did they write that column, print that shit out, and get out to the public, boy! Woo! Well, because I think the bitch took a flight. The guy <laughs> from Buffalo, that from earlier, he wrote the newspaper on his drive over in the fucking speed racer car, and he also has a printing machine in the back of it. Apparently. So, and then he gave it to him. He, he made only one copy. So that that's the only explanation I could believe. For how that newspaper got in that fucking guy's hands. Because otherwise, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And if you were there, why are you reading the paper about it? Why print that if you're in the newspaper? That's not news. Who gives a shit? Why is that front cover news? No murders in Buffalo? Nothing? Bullshit. Yeah. You know, people are miserable in Buffalo, especially after Sunday. Oh, yeah. God. What a shitty game. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they didn't belong there anyway. <laughs> flight 107 out of Buffalo, and then it. Re- I guess it reminded Sheckley of what happened six or 17, 18 years ago, when Flight 107, another Flight 107, went missing. He never solved the mystery of what happened to it. Just happened to be from Buffalo. Yep. So it's a second flight from Buffalo, 107. They recycle numbers. Later. I, I get that, but I'm trying to figure out why he was queued off to that, that it's 107, because he didn't read that fucking newspaper. Like, what is it? I don't see what that has to tie in. Well, it's his, it's his, it's his airline. Who? Which one? Sheckley? Yeah, or? Sheckley. Sheckley wouldn't have been there if that plane didn't go missing. Well, see, it's the one case Sheckley couldn't solve, and look at him. He was about to retire, yeah. so it was weighing on him. So the Twilight Zone punished him for carrying your job, taking your job too seriously, apparently. Yeah. Was was that 17, 18 years ago, Flight 107 from Buffalo, was that going to this exact same airport? And that's why he's just yeah. hanging around this hangar, going insane? Yep. Because, and there happens to be another Flight 107, and, okay, yeah. It's kind of like King Nine. He saw, he saw his plane in the paper and went catatonic, Doc. <laughs> Fair enough. No arguments here. That's what I'm thinking. You know, yeah. uh, who knows? But I got him breaking the fuck down, though. It's beautiful. Yeah. Before you play that real quick, and let me just say 9,000 fucking movies since this episode have used this plot twist. It was all in your head. You went insane. Shutter Island. Like, that sort of shit. Oh. Um, all right. 
so it's just been it's still going on this plot twist and let me just let's let's get to our sponsor before you play that clip and we do our wrap-ups because i forgot we're sponsored here yep check clear check dig clear here we go rod serling creator of the twilight zone will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor we here at Southwest Airlines would like to remind you that, sure, we don't have a movie or a meal or friendly staff, but we rarely go missing and then show up later in your haunted dreams in the Twilight Zone. Rarely. There we go. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Southwest Airlines. I appreciate it. Uh, also, I should have mentioned in that ad, they, they did put it in here that they off they also don't have leg room. Or your comfortable seats. Or assigned seats. Or assigned seats or comfortable seats or anything you would look for in an airline. But they sure are $99 to anywhere. Well, can't, that's why they call it budget airlines. Can't, can't argue with that. Yeah, that check from Southwest Airlines is pretty fucking, pretty fucking nice. Pretty fucking nice. Budget airlines are doing well for themselves. Dude. Oh, man, they are good. They are... Uh, I, don't, I don't think they're going to sponsor any, anymore. Hey, check cleared. Oh, yeah, true, true. Let's not look to the future. Let's look to the past. Just like our, our main okay. character here. So you want to <coughs> play that clip there of him freaking the fuck out or where the fuck you got there? Let's see what yes, this do. is. Yes, I do. Yep, I have a nose breaks. Nose breaks. All right. That sounds like something else. I don't know. Why don't you let me drive you home? For reasons unknown? <laughs> but I've never been licked on the case yet. Never. I'll lick you, sir. You've always found the causes. Always. Always. Always found the causes. Causes. <laughs> always. He sounds like he has autism. I've never been licked on a case yet. I think that's what it was all was. Always yeah. found the causes. <laughs> See? Always found the causes. See? <laughs> TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Pilot, William J. Slocum. Oh, pilot, John O'Brien. What happened here? What went wrong? Where did you go down? Flight 107. Hey, what's up? Why didn't you leave a clue? I don't know, sorry. Like what? Why didn't you make a contact? I was drunk. Why didn't you? I don't know. Why didn't you leave a clue? I said it already. Why didn't you leave a poo? Why didn't you ever tell anyone what happened to you? Because <laughs> planes can't talk, dumbass. Trust me on this. He sounds I like know. he has autism. That's an autism freak out. When you start repeating the same thing over and over about somehow something should be, because that's normally how it goes, like, we, we, uh, we, we, we sorry, I'm trying to think of something insane like an autistic person would do, but I can't. Uh, I can't. Go, go. Go, Frank. Durr. That's just retarded. That's just a retarded person. I know. 
I don't know. How, like they'll freak I, out I, if you if you don't do I something just, in the exact same order every single day, and if you go flip two things around throughout that schedule, they'll freak the fuck out. Like so, if someone has autism really bad, and that's what they sound like, is what that guy does is like that. No, no, that's not how it is. It's, no, no, like just can't handle it because that's they need their routines. This this guy sounds like to me. I mean, this man even remembered people's names, last name first. By the <laughs> yeah. Way. <laughs> Yeah, he remembers it exactly. He heard him once. That's why they all sound familiar to him. I, I got to say autism. I'm hearing autism here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aut- autism mixed with uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. That's a double A. Yeah. F-A-A. Get it? Freaking out autistic Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. guy. Yeah. Okay, it's not. That doesn't start with A, does it? What? Uh, the last one. I'll, I'll, it does, yeah. I'll, You're good. You're safe. Oh, good. All right, yeah, great. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought it was Alzheimer's disease. No, that's what it sounds like. That's, I think that's what they're going off there. <laughs> sounds like it. Close enough. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, I like this episode a lot. It's a good one. It's a great freakout episode without being so... It, 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 feel, it feels genuine. It feels earned is how I describe it in this episode. It feels yeah. earned because they set up the character. Yeah, okay. It's not yeah. just the circumstances happen to the character. You feel like he's a real character, and then the circumstances happen, and you feel like he's really reacting to them. Some of them, you're just like, he's thrown in this, and he's just screaming the whole time. And then the twist, and you're like, I don't give a shit. and I, I didn't care. Yep, yep, yep. And it's just like, if if we have to go as far as, you know, picking apart a paper, they cover a lot of bases here. A paper Considering and, for what it was, yeah, you know, yeah, good so episode. Good on this is one of my probably going to be one of my favorites in season five, like or season three when we do the top five. Uh, it'll it so might far. make my top five or one of my top ones. I'll say this: out of the two, this is episode two in season three. It's still in my top five right now. Oh yeah, I mean, I got <laughs> best and worst already. <laughs> Uh, so uh, let's see here. Let's get the fuck out of here. What are your plugs there, Frank? Well, uh, that, that, well, did, uh, he's good. The Rod's got an outro. You're fucking turning the porky pig there. Oh, Rod's outro. You're you're correct. Picture of a man with an Achilles heel, a mystery that landed in his life and then turned into a heavy weight, dragged across the years to ultimately take the form of an illusion. Now, that's the clinical answer that they put on the tag as they take him away. But if you choose to think that the explanation has to do with an airborne flying Dutchman, a ghost ship in a fog-enshrouded night and a flight that never ends, then you're doing your business in an old stand in the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. I, I, I wonder if its, S, if its engine sounded desperate as it landed. <laughs> That's a Flight 33 callback. There you go. I was hoping you'd explain it. (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. This is a much better plane episode for me. This is probably the best plane episode for you because this would be the third one now? Yeah, we had a... What was that first one? Fuck. Were we screaming Uh, names in the desert? Yeah, King Nine Will Not Return. Then you got Odyssey, Flight 33. And now this one. Well, there's also uh, the other one where the guy flies in for World War II. 
Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, we did that too. I like that one a lot. That's probably my number two. I like this one more. So this one. Lieutenant Decker, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, lead bottom. That one's good. I like that one. And then the other two, which I don't remember okay. I don't know. Frank liked it. There's a claymation dinosaur. There's a brontosaurus. <laughs> exactly the way I didn't <laughs> care <laughs> <for it. laughs> let's, let's take this jet down to 45 feet. <laughs> Check out the scenery. <laughs> I think we're going to go in for a closer look. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> scraping, scraping the belly of the plane and some fucking palm trees. Where the hell trees are down there. They look like palm trees in here in New York for some reason. Uh, the head right off the brontosaurus with the wing. <laughs> yeah. Decapitated the dinosaur. Concussion. They just ruined the course of human history after that. <laughs> like butterfly affect it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. They just Mammals never evolved. They just vanish out of the air. <laughs> That'd be a much better ending to that episode. The fucking stegosauruses, they harnessed the uh, fucking new tech that they found that crashed <laughs> and they're flying around there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I want to see that. Can Why we, not? It's, it's how we got all our stuff. Can we watch that episode instead of what happens in that episode? Oh, I got to make it first. Oh, the, the guy from that episode <laughs> is in our next episode that we're going to discuss. Actually. And Oh no. Uh, Oh, what, what? Flight 33. Yeah. The guy from flight 33 is in the shelter. Yeah, I know, Magellan. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I picked him out right away. I'm like, yeah. there's 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 the uh there's the evil twin rod. <laughs> yeah. I swear he looks just like fucking Rod Smelling. I'm sorry. That's all right. Anyways, navigator um, hatch, you gotta get excited. Let's get the fuck out of it. Jack plugs. Yeah, Do your plugs. It's uh at links on Twitter and all my good stuff is on reddragonsradio.com. Check it out. LIW Studios, Lloyd in Wonderland on YouTube. We got some shitty movie showdowns going out there. Check out the Nick Cage cast episode 11. Very excited for Hell that yeah. one. A lot of fun. Con Air. One. Con fucking Air. Or was it? To spoil the, the opening, it, it was. Yeah, but the but the but somebody uh, showed up in the beginning, made a cameo. I couldn't believe it. You lucky son of a bitch. I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Cage, who? Kate. What? what do you mean? I haven't seen the episode yet. I don't. I don't make the episodes. I just. They just whoever has me kidnapped throws them out there. You on board? Whoever. You on board? There you go. Uh, <laughs> go check Who, those out. Whoever, indeed, sir. They're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, so I hear. I haven't, I haven't ever watched them, but uh, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lakes. So long, citizens. <laughs>